Blog Talk Radio.
but you. We're responsible. You're responsible. I'm responsible because no matter what's going on, it, it actually depends on oftentimes how we respond to what's going on. You know, how do we manage our time? How do we manage our finances? So, so many things go into that. And we talked last week about being responsible. So if you missed the show, you definitely want to go back and listen um, so you can replay by visiting my social media page. Um, or you can um, definitely go to the Blog Talk Radio, God Squad 66 Network, and you can listen to it there as well. And don't forget to send me a friend request. I'd love to connect with you. So send me that friend request, either um, social media, Facebook, Twitter. I'm Deborah Toulay on both of those. Um, I'm also on um, Instagram. So you can also hit me up there. Not on Snapchat. Not yet. Not yet. So hit me up on either of those places, and I'd love, love, love to connect with you. All right. All right. Well, hey, I don't know about you all, but I'm so excited about our topic tonight the power of our belief system. I'm so, so excited about having Pastor William Thompson be with us tonight. I'm, I know that God has a, a word prepared just for us because the power, there's power in what we believe. Um, I was doing some reading earlier today and in Matthew chapter 9, um, verse 29, we see where Jesus touched the eyes of those that were blind and he said, it will happen for you just as you have believed. And then I began to think about that and how often what we speak out of our mouths and what we actually process and believe, we'll see those things come into, come into manifestation in our lives. But without further ado, I want to go on and, and, um, and introduce you to our special guest on tonight. He um, is a man of God, and um, I've been knowing him for quite a minute. And just so humbled and so honored that he would think enough a little on me to come on this radio broadcast tonight and be a part of what the Lord is doing. So without further ado, I want you to help me to welcome, let's give a big life on purpose, welcome to my, my brother, to um, the pastor, to the man of God, my bishop, uh, Pastor William Thompson. Welcome, welcome, sir, to the Life on Purpose for Deborah Tulane broadcast. Thank you very, very much. I'm excited about being with you and with the audience tonight and maybe just sharing a little bit about my life. Many of you that may already know me from the past and uh, how God has stretched and allowed me to accomplish things that were beyond, beyond the ordinary and maximizing my potential, that little seed that he had put in me in York, South Carolina, and out of it brought great possibilities. And I, I guess I'm so excited. I'm still trying to find time to finish the book that I'm writing. Uh, someone asked me why was I writing a book, and I told him just because I can. That's a very reason that you should do a lot of things in life. It's just not because there's a necessary need for it, but because you can just do it. You can do the impossible. And it all starts with the power of our belief system. It shift, Our belief system shifts uh, from, the, from the ordinary to the exceptional. And too many of us operate within the perimeter of just the ordinary, those things that we can accomplish with our own strength, not realizing that we have a higher power that we can call upon that will take that blue seed that's within us and just grow, and we'll find, wow, did I do that? Was I able to accomplish that in my life? And I look back over my life and I look at many of the accomplishments that God has accomplished through my life. Uh, and knowing that, it all started with a belief system. Uh, uh, and what, what I had to understand really, uh, that my thoughts did matter. So think of the man, so is he. That my thoughts would, would, would drive the words that came out of my mouth, and there's power in the tongue. 
I had to realize that my thoughts went to my words and then my decisions and my choices began to change uh, based on my belief system. Uh, my, my belief system, so, Pastor, I find you it said, too many. You said that the thoughts, you say the thoughts don't matter. My, no, my thoughts did matter. My thoughts mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. matter. So think of the man, so is he. And, and, and because mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. value system, my, my, my value system had to shift. And I find that too many mm-hmm. of us live with a weak value system. And therefore, we make bad choices. Our choices are based really on what we value. And our values are shaped many times from our past experiences, sometimes from our parents, from our parents, sometimes from our friends, sometimes from teachers or uh, religious influence, from the church that we grew up in, the the people that we connect with, even the television that we watch, the programs that we watch, shape our belief system, and we don't guard it. And, and therefore, we settle. And when we settle, uh, our belief system began to take on values that don't lead us to the next step in life. And, 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 and I guess if I had to look at a beg your pardon? Oh, I say that is powerful. If I had to look at a a, a belief system, I I guess I would have to go to Matthew, who was a tax collector. And and up to that point that Jesus entered into his life, his value system was based on monetary value. And Mm -hmm. see, for, for me, I had to learn in my belief system that the currency of the kingdom was favor. And not money. Mm. That's good. And when you have God's favor, uh, as did Ruth, who went out into a field and did not ask for much just to pick up the leftovers because she knew that she would have the favor of God or whatever she put in the bag. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and and the power that she, although she came home with uh, Naomi, and Naomi had at that point a low self-esteem, for some reason Ruth had heard about Naomi's God, and she had great expectations. Her belief system had been shaped by the woman of God. Even the woman of God didn't know that she was shaping her daughter-in-law to have the faith that she had. She said, let me just go out and gleam in the field. Give me permission to pick up somebody else's leftovers. And, and and that's where our belief systems have caused us to settle in jobs that we're, we're supposed to be excelling in. And we're just so happy to be the ordinary. And and God never called me to be ordinary. Let me ask you a question. You know, right. I know that requires, you know, a shift a shift in your thinking, and, I, and maybe you're going to get to this point later on, but how do you shift your thinking to get to the place that you begin to believe that you are of greater value or that there's greatness on the inside of you? Maybe you, you've grown up, you know, your experiences have always been just the, the, the average, your family were all average, and everybody just kind of worked and paid bills and nobody – really excelled or really stepped out of the box to do anything great. How do you, if you grew up in that type of environment and that type of exposure, how do you then, you know, go to the next level? And I did grow up that way. You you don't come out of York, South Carolina as a sharecropper's son um, <laughs> as the, um, the son of a 16-year-old, 15-year-old, who conceived and had to drop out of school and uh, so that she could give birth to you and, and not abort you and, and, and be a part of an ordinary family. Yet uh, I learned earlier that exposure is the only way you can really get certain things. Exposure is the only way you catch a cold. you got to be the flu, you'd be exposed to someone that has the virus. 
So I began to read books. Right. I began to uh, go to uh, uh, workshops. I began to, to uh, travel, and I, and I began to dream. Oh, Joseph, come on. Uh, I, I began to, to believe in, in, in my, my dreams was that I could do these things. Before I could even uh, attempt those things, I dreamed that I could do that. I could. I dreamed that I could be uh, a, a great uh, evangelist. I believed that I could go and preach and could win souls to Christ. I believed that I could be a, 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 a teacher, and uh, I believed that I could be a missionary. I, I traveled overseas five times, and I'm like, wow. When I when I left York, South Carolina, when I was a young man coming up in Jefferson High School. Uh, predominantly Afro, uh, not a predominant, was a, a total uh, Afro American church school, and uh, 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 I'd never been beyond uh, the Buster Boyd Bridge out there on Forty Nine. And I remember one day we went out there and I saw the water at Lake Wise. I thought I was at the ocean. It's like wow, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I never imagined that that it was possible to go beyond that. And when we came back home, something lit up in me, and uh, it was probably the 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 the, the imagination. So think of the man. I began to think, you know. I began to think, and then I began to speak. Uh, then I began to make decisions. Then my actions began to change, and then my habits began to shift, and then my character began to develop. And the next thing you know, my destiny became a reality. That hey, I, I'm destined to do more than than the ordinary, but I have to have a belief system that that will that that will take me beyond the ordinary. What 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 Matthew did? He laid down the the, the collection and he followed Jesus, Simon and and, and Peter and and Andrew, Simon Peter and Andrew was casting their nets, and Jesus said, "Come and follow me," and they dropped that business. And took up God's business. Amen. I made God a priority in my life. I I, I live with God as, as a priority. I, he became first. And everything else, you know, it said Matthew 6, 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. I just believe God. Uh-huh. I walked away from, so I, I remember... Go right ahead. No, I was going to say you were saying that you believe God. So, in so even at that point, about how old were you at that time? Well, I was in the when 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 I really came encounter with with God. I was in probably the earlier twenties. Uh, we had married Sally and I, my, my 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 lovely wife. We 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 were married, and uh, and people saw something in me. I remember uh, before God, God had already preordained and predestined while I was in my mother's womb. That's why I didn't get aborted because if, for a young lady 15 and had to give up her school and everything to give birth, she could have just as easily chosen to, get, to have an abortion. But while I was in the mother's womb, God ordained me, and, and, and I knew that he sanctified me there. So while I was there, uh, uh, he was preparing me. And I remember uh, uh, some people came to me, and they said, would you teach us Bible study? What about six people? And I'm like, wow, you want me to teach Bible? And I began to teach the six people, and the six people turned to be 50. And I'm like, wow, 50 people out of six people because that was favor. There were so many people in the first Bible class of six people that we had to shift from where we were meeting to somewhere else. And that and that was God's favor. It wasn't me. I just believed God. We don't we don't believe God. We believe ourselves. Uh-huh. We, we we believe in ourselves. We, we believe we can do what we have the ability to do. But for me, it became I believe what God has the ability to do. In my twenties, and, and 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 so when God gave, called me to my first church, twelve members joined me, and in less than three years we had one hundred and seventy-five. 
And I'm like, where are these people coming from? And that was God moving. It had it did very little to do with me. I wasn't the greatest preacher. <laughs> I wasn't the greatest teacher. But I had a strong belief system in God. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto you, unto him. He said, if I do the lifting. So I just went out and did the heavy lifting. And I'm just like, so like you, you say, well, okay, I'm going to start this radio broadcast. I'm going to start this internet uh, ministry. And, and, you know, what is that? What is that? Uh, Second Timothy talks about he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of love, power. And sound mind, I had a very humble beginning. I'm watching my friends as they began to start out in ministries, and they came from family names that were recognizable. And I came from a family that never produced a preacher. So they got invitations to preach, and I didn't because their, their, their uncles or their daddy or their, someone in their family was a preacher. But I'm preaching in the mirror. I'm preaching in the mirror on Saturday nights, you know, hey, and my neighbors think I'm going crazy <laughs> because I'm preaching in the mirror. He looks out the window and he says, what's wrong with that young man preaching through the, in, the, in the mirror? But, you know, I you know heard that Michael Jackson talks about the man in the mirror. <laughs> I, I believe I can save him. I can save anybody. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Yeah. So, Pastor, what would you say that life on purpose means to you? What does that mean to you, life on purpose? Life on purpose. And I realize that my life has a purpose and a meaning. And that I cannot be defined by a label. You can't call me a pastor. I don't, I don't, that's a label, and you can't define me that way. You can't call me an evangelist. That You're trying to define me. People try to define people with titles, bishops, whatever that may be. They define them, and then they succumb to that label. And so life on purpose for me is what God says who I am. And I can do what God says I can do, and I can be what God says I can be. And so therefore I, I, go, outside the, I go outside the box, outside the line. I just, I just do, I just, uh, I, I, I had, I think, I think I had operation one time and I'm, and I'm just like you were doing and I'm at home and I, I don't know whether it was when I had cancer or when I had uh, knee research, but I don't know. I had a thousand viewers, uh, on a, the time that I was at home doing, a uh, uh, FaceTime, what is that, live, live, face live, whatever it is. And I'm preaching on uh-huh. the internet, uh-huh. on the internet, because I couldn't get to the church. I had more members on the internet than I had in the church. <laughs> I mean, I would not I let that, that, that so, sickness, that sickness, couldn't stop me. It just freed me. No weapon that's formed against me should prosper. For this is the heritage and, of the faith. And, the and, enemy, I made the enemy and, apologize for giving me cancer. Because people got saved because I had cancer, and so therefore that that that's my purpose. My purpose is not you know my purpose. I you know you know I have a purpose. Purpose is share the gospel. It doesn't mean that I won't be attacked. Absolutely, our purpose should be hidden hidden in Christ. Our purpose, when we realize, and this is how I look at it, and just think about how um, you know God knew us. Even before the foundation mm-hmm. of the world, we were hidden. In, we were hidden in Him. He already knew us. And I think about you know coming into the earth realm, coming through. You know, my mom and dad. I grew up in York too, so um, I can relate to everything you're saying. I grew up with a single mom because my dad was a preacher, and um, and she was a woman, and and you know looking for love in all the wrong faces, and found herself you know with eight children. I'm the last of eight, and you know how those those days were mm-hmm. back in. We were young and our parents and some things that happened. But um, just being born and now I look at life and although, you know, when I was younger, I used to pretty much hate how I, how I came into existence. But now I understand that God allowed it to be. He suffered it to be, allowed me to come through the channel. He had, he had decided for me to come to grow up through the experiences that I grew up through um, and then to become the person I am today. Because when I look back at my life and look in, 
you know, at the ground through the the cracks in the floor and, you know, not having inside mm-hmm. bathrooms and not having inside running water and, you know, just going up, going through all of that and knowing that he kept me. He kept me then. He kept us when we didn't have, you know, no heat in our house. We had a pot belly stove and sometimes you woke up in the middle of the night and it was freezing cold in the house and, you know, just different things that happened. But God kept us. In the midst well, of because all of that, I come from a dysfunctional can... situation doesn't mean I'm dysfunctional. See, the devil yes, couldn't sir. define me then. Yes, I came from a dysfunctional situation, dysfunctional family, but that didn't mm-hmm. make me dysfunctional. I broke, I broke the the generational curse. I didn't know my daddy till I was twelve years old. But we built a relationship because the first church that I was called to, he he was the first person to join it. And somebody said, well, how what could you receive your father God. that you didn't know? Uh, and did you not have a problem with that? I said, no, I had to break some things. My sons and my two sons and I have perfect relationships, not because we're perfect, but because if that curse was broken between me and my dad. I would not allow that yeah. to, to, to go on. See, we uh, we carry generational curses from one generation to the next, and then that hinders our purpose. Mm-hmm, break it. Mm-hmm. Break the cycle. Break Ooh, the cycle. My God, that's good. I mean, hey, we we just you know, I mean, like wow. I mean, I'm that some things I just call adult problems. That ain't that nothing to do with me. My mom, my dad, uh, the fact that they did not marry uh, that was not that was not my problem. Too many people make mm-hmm. other people's problems their problems. That's Whatever right, happened right. in the adult world, that was not for me. I had another purpose in life. My purpose was to prepare, prepare myself to tell men about the goodness of Jesus, to bring them from the darkness into the marvelous light, to teach them to love God with their heart, mind, and soul so that he can release the blessings of God upon them so that they can be the head and not the tail. They can be the lender and not the borrower. They can be above and not beneath all of that is the Lord that causes us to prosper and gives us wealth. Mm. He wants to give us those things, but he can only give it to us if we can handle it. You can't handle it all bitter and, and, and aggravated, frustrated. It's not going to make you happy. He, he's you say gonna he'll make, only gonna give it, it to us hand. when we're able, when we're prepared. He'll only give it to us when we're prepared to receive it. Is that what you're saying, Pastor? Right. That's, that, there you go. That you understand your purpose today. I've been getting packing boxes ready for Puerto Rico. There's a there's a family. Uh-huh. Someone God directed someone to me and said there's a family in the mountains and they cannot get the resources they need, the food and the water, into the back mountains. The ships are out on the on the on the coastline and this thing is up there. They're up in the mountains and I'm boxing up boxes of food to put in the U.S. Postal Service to send to them. And because that's my purpose for this day, but that's not my. You know, you know what, 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 what Samson did with the jawbone? He took it and slits and and killed a thousand Philistines. Then he threw it away because he had used it for that that purpose. We hold on to things that we need to release. I move on to something that's why I say you can't define me. We get defined and we get stuck in one place and we keep thinking that. That that you know the raven gonna come back. No, the brook done dried up, and the raven is not coming. You got to move on. Yes, yes, move on. You got to know when to release and when to move on. Your purpose is bigger than any one event. But since we are event driven, program driven in our churches, program driven in our lives, event driven, we hang around trying to make another event bigger. That's not gonna make your life bigger. What is God doing today? He said, behold, I want to do a new thing. I'm the one that's searching for the new thing. God, what you want to do today? I'm your, I'm your tool. Yeah. I'm your instrument. I'm your mouthpiece. Yeah. When I had cancer, I, told him, I tell the Lord every day that only the living can praise you. The dead can't. I'm, 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 in, I'm in Raleigh speaking to, up to about 500 people, and I'm getting ready to have cancer. I'm getting ready to have a mastectomy on my left uh, breast because that's where I had, I had breast cancer. And so I'm sitting there with my head down, 
and I'm thanking God I'm even preaching these 500 people because I was in a conference, in a workshop. And uh, I said, God, I don't know because Monday, or this was on Friday, I've got surgery, but I'm preaching now on, on Friday because I'm not letting that stop me. And so the praise team got up to sing, and this young lady got up, and she looked down at me prophetically, and she proclaimed, she said, for, I, for praise is a weapon, and praise is what I do. My whole body began to shift. I began to praise God from the inside out. Uh-huh. And that's why the devil had to, he couldn't understand, this is something I shouldn't have done. Because praise is a weapon, and praise is what I do. Uh-huh. I praise God. That's my purpose. My purpose, I had a big mouth. I had it in high school. Everybody that ever went to Jefferson, they know William Bear Thompson. He's a, you know, he's a radical down there. You know, now that I'm in the pulpit, I'm just as radical. I hadn't changed a bit. God's cheerleader. He opened the window of heaven and poured out blessings up on me that, that, that even I can't bear. I mean, he just poured out blessings. I was in Jamaica. And I'm over there doing work on the backside of the mountain in Stewart Town, Brown Town, uh, all up in the grill, all over Jamaica doing mission work and having a ball, preaching in the middle of the night by, by candlelight, eating and stuff and praying, Lord, don't let it kill me. <laughs> but that was my potential. That was my, I was expanding my potential. Here's the boy that didn't get beyond Lake Wiley until he's 18 years old, in Jamaica on the backside of the mountain, telling, telling those people about Jesus Christ Amen. and having the time of it, my life. And you say, what is purpose? You know, what, what is living? What is My belief system is I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened me. So what do we have to do, though, Pastor? So if if we look at our lives and we see that I, you know, hey, um, I, I I hear what you're saying, um, but how do I incorporate that in my own life? Can you give me some some steps? Start with your thought on, process. Start thinking about yourself differently. Read some good books. Read some read some books. Read some things that can shift your mind from the day from the ordinary of just survival to shifting your mind to being greater. See, we operate, we operate in a survival mindset. That's a humanistic thing. I'm only dealing with survival. I've got to raise my thought process beyond just surviving, but why, what's the purpose of God putting me in this? So that I, what, what did God, God, what do you want me to learn from this? So that I can grow from it? So I can move on to my next to my to my next assignment. So if you look at uh, my Facebook, I did something just last night. I, my library, and I've, I've moved away from the, the, the physical books now. I don't have them. I'm using uh, digital books. I can get more digital books. I'm reading. I'm I'm expanding my mind. Um, I, 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 how can I dream it if I've never been exposed to it? How can I dream greater? If I don't know what greater look like, where's my model? Who is my model? Who is my mentor? Who do I talk to? Lord, direct me to someone who operates at a greater level than I am, so that I can see what their possibilities are, so I can make my, raise my level of, of thought. And many of us do not raise our level of thought. Our thoughts are just where they always have been. We see life according to our past and not according to our future. So I, I said, my future is where my possibility lies, not my past. I've already accomplished that. So how do I change my way of thinking? Yes, sir. Read books. Not only read books, I mean, expose yourself to, to more. I was in Dallas, Texas with Jake's. So I'm like, wow, this man got 15,000 of them. I can't do 15,000 members. I can't do that. But, you know, I can see a whole lot of stuff I put in my little bag, my toolbox. When I got back <laughs> on the plane, I had my toolbox full. <laughs> I was coming back to Grover, and but that's I was, what it's I was all full. About. Yeah. That's what it's all about, not stopping short of where you are, but knowing that there is that there is more. 
so you don't get yeah. to a certain place and then you kind of tap out because you think you've ex- exhausted or you've exceeded and you've you've got you've gotten to the highest height. You know, there's no no more space for you to go any higher. But we know that the God that we serve, He is a limitless God. Um, so there, you know, we can we we don't even know the extent of how high we can go. I mean, the Word of God says we can go from glory to glory, and just we don't know how that how high that is. But just to put ourselves in position, and that's one thing. Just this last year, you know, personally that I've been doing is getting in, in different rooms. And I was just sharing with somebody recently, and when you, as you were speaking, it just made me think about that um, because she was working on some things or whatever. And I was saying, well, if you're the smartest person in your group, then you need right. to expand your group. Right. The, the the other thing that challenges me, and I challenge all of my young uh young younger people is that everything has a life cycle and industry has learned that very well IBM uh uh whatever when I say a life cycle you you, you go up uh with success then you peak and once you peak if you don't find a way to do something a little differently you start that declining and then eventually you die Ministries and churches do that. They they have a life cycle. Ministry, my preaching, whatever I'm doing. So that's why companies that have learned to diversify. Samsung is into telephones, and they're in the refrigerators. They're in the televisions. They had to diversify. They had to realize that they had to do more than one thing. We had to be able uh, uh, to multitask, and too many people can't multitask. They only can do one thing, and, and and I think Jim Collins talked about moving from from good to great. I had to figure out what I can be great at, not just what I can be good at. But I have to also know Ooh. in that realm that I can diversify what I'm great in. And that's why you own. That's why you find yourself on the internet as well as on the radio, and one day hopefully on the television, and one day publishing your own books. You're still doing the same thing. You just graded sharing the word of God. The way you share it, it, it may change, but it's still the word of God. It's not the you know Coca Cola still uses the same uh, uh, ingredients. It just but it has changed its packages. Some of it's in the can. Some of it's in the screw top bottle. Some people like a, a eight ounce. Some people want a sixteen ounce. Some people want a twenty ounce. Some want even sixty four ounce. But it's the same product, but it's the way they package it based on the, the what people need today. Mm-hmm. And they realize that hey, the old packaging had a life cycle. Everybody didn't want some people to pull that little twelve ounce can and realize you leave it over there, it go flat. So they what they did, they put it in a bottle with a cap on it, they put your cap back on it. They <laughs> learned how to diversify. Then they went to water. People love water. So what Coca Cola, one of their biggest sellers today is water. They're in the the thirst quenching business, whether it be whether it be uh, the the Coke product, or, I mean not the Coca Coca Cola, whether it be the water, uh, or, or whether it be the Gatorade type products, but it's all about quenching the thirst. I, I'm in the sharing of the gospel business now. Whether I, whether I'm writing a book, whether I'm on the internet, whether I'm wherever I'm at, Facebook, whatever I'm doing, tweeting, you know, it's about sharing the gospel. And that's hard for an older an older person who come who who is a baby boomer to mm-hmm. change to shift, and we have to shift because if not, we our cycle just dies out. And God is he 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 he, 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 he doesn't die. No, that's right. He, he, so in other words, we have greater. to put forth effort. So we have yes. to put forth effort to remain current and to remain relevant. Mm-hmm. So we can't just challenge think yourself. that what challenge we did yourself. yesterday, challenge mm-hmm. yourself. That's good. That's challenge good. yourself. Look at yourself. Don't be afraid to examine yourself and challenge yourself to be better, to to, to do more. You know, don't just rely on that which on on past glory. That's why they said every time you see the uh, the cloud move, you move. Don't uh-huh. require. Don't live on like past glory, past accomplishments. Sooner or later, that cycle gonna gonna go away. That's good. The, the Israel wanted to stay in the wilderness, but God said, "No, you got to go to the promised land. You got to cross over." 
And he said, we, we, ain't, we ain't never been this way before. Well, praise God. That's all right. I know you haven't been this way, but I have. But he wants to do the thing that you've never done before. He wants to. He wants to open up, you know, your eyes, your understanding, the things that the possibility. There's a whole greater world out there. Please get that back into the York Thank area you, where you come from. Thank you, There's Father. more possibilities. And, and I, I go home sometimes and I see where people are still stuck. Uh-huh. Because they don't uh-huh. want to challenge themselves. They want to challenge everybody else, but challenge yourself. Forget about challenging others. Challenge yourself. Why am I not farther along? Why? What am I? Not, what am I failing to do to take me to the next level? I think one of the one of the hardest things for me to do personally, and uh, I know back in the era that that I grew up, I think we were taught about being humble and humility, mm-hmm. and how that was kind of a um, like a downcast kind of state and. You know, just not really um, um, lifting yourself up. You know, that was thought to be pride. And, and I can just remember, so my self-esteem, you know, as I grew up and become a young woman and, you know, even when I got married and everything, I had such low self-esteem issues that it, it took me well over probably more than 40 um, years old before I finally got okay just being in the skin that I'm in. You know, I had like some some peaks, you know, every now and then, um, where I would feel, you know, a little bit better about myself. But just a re- realization of being a spirit that's housed in an in an earth suit, and and not to give so much priority to the earth suit, but to who I am on the inside. It took me so long to get there that I guess what what I really want to do, especially with working with younger people, and um, you know, just. If you can get that now, if you can understand who you are, that we're spirit beings, that, you know, we were made in the image and likeness of God, and we're housing these earth suits. Don't put so much emphasis on the earth suit that you miss who you really are. And, um, and, and I think sometimes that inhibits us or that holds us or hinders us from walking as quickly or, yeah. um, you know, in, in pursuit of our destiny than – you know, than what we would. Well, one thing about it, I know I think lonely. that kind of helped me back a lot. Well, it's lonely. It's lonely in, in to to do to do things that are extraordinary. It's lonely because most people want to will want to pull you back, and and it's our nature to want to belong. So sometimes there have been kids that went to school who were A students, but in order to get into the group, they wouldn't do their homework so that so their peers would like me. And I think that sometimes in life we want to be able to walk with our peers and we know I don't belong here. I'm not I'm I'm not a turkey. I'm an eagle. I need to get out of this pier. You know, but I, I, I give in I give in to my lower drive to want to belong. And so to belong I act like the people that I'm around really knowing that I'm not that person. I've been destined to do more with my life. And rather than just accept the norm, I have to maximize my potential. God has given me potential. He gave one man, you know, one talent, one man two, one man five, and each one of them was called to maximize it. And then one of them went and hid it. He buried it, you know, but but the rest of them double it. I, I want to be the one to double it. I want to double whatever I can do. I might not can't do whatever. I mean, I can't be a T.D. Jakes, but I want to double what little bit of potential I got. Yeah, and that's what we need to do. And, it, and, it, and you're going to be talked about and you're going to be criticized for that, and it's lonely because people will say things. And and you'll hear them. You'll hear what they were saying, but you, you can't let that stop you because you know that you've got potential, greater potential. And if you can sing, why why, why are you not cutting a record? Why, at least try to put one, produce one. You know who knows whether to sell or not. Who that said? Who knows what that the four the the, the 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 lepers that were sitting outside the gate and said, "If we go in the city, we know we're gonna die." He said, "If you know, who knows that we're going to enemy camp? They might save us, but we know one thing: we said, here we're gonna surely die.'" 
Uh, and people, people sit still rather than maximize. Uh. Take a chance. Take a risk. Yeah. You got to be a risk taker. I, I laugh sometimes in some of my personal and financial investments. I lost money, <laughs> big money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. You know, but that's that's the risk you take. And sometimes we don't want to take the risk to lose, but in order to gain, sometimes you got to go down so you can go up. I learned a valuable lesson. Uh-huh. And the lesson I learned from, from that is don't invest it that way before the young men he goes out the front door and he falls in the hole. And uh, the next day he gets up and he goes out the front door and he falls in the same hole. Well, next day, the third day he goes out the door and he falls in the same hole. And by the, by the fourth time, something came to him and said, you know what, maybe you ought to go out the back door <laughs> because that hole ain't going to move. <laughs> That's where we're like, we keep falling in the same place. Maybe something said, maybe you ought to try something different. So, yeah, I've fallen in some holes. I've made some mistakes. But I tried to learn from them uh-huh. and go in a different direction. And so everything that I've tried is not oh. been a success. Uh-huh. But I still keep trying. So I say to all of us that, are, that, are, that, that believe that we have potential, don't stop trying because you fail. Just because you fail doesn't make you a failure. Just fail going forward. And it's hard to hurt that way you fall on your knees. And that's the way I've always tried to fail on going forward. Not going backwards. <laughs> that, that way you might get hurt. But on your knees, you can say, Lord, I sin. Have mercy on me. That's good, sir. Amen. And, and you know, that, that's, that's the way I am. Land on your knees. Fail going forward. Not backwards. Amen. Amen. Well, mm-hmm. Pastor, give us um, give us some final um, um, comments tonight as we are definitely in pursuit of our purpose and fulfilling our destiny in the earth. Um, I did get the nuggets that you shared early, but give some some final uh, remarks and, and comments for us um, before um, before we close out the show tonight. Pray about your belief system, and your belief, your belief system is made up of your values. Pray about what you value and what you, what's in your life that you need to get rid of that does not add value. It just adds weight. And let that, that will lighten the load. When Paul was on the ship and was going to be shipwrecked, they threw away everything first that they didn't have need for in order to lighten the load so that the ship would go farther. Too many of us carry too much past baggage. Lighten your load so you can so you can re re restructure your value system. Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. Wow, that's powerful. And tell us how we can connect with you. Tell us about your ministry. Tell us about where you're located. Well, you can always, you can always look, you. Uh, you can always look me up on uh, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, William Thompson, uh, Facebook, or you can go to www.stpeterchurchgrover.com. Uh, you can look us up either way. We can, we're on Facebook and we're on the web. And I, I try to come on nightly with a thought for the day, for the night around the eight o'clock hour as well. And it's, you can just look it up and just later on because it, it normally goes Facebook Live and then you know once it's Facebook Live it doesn't go away. So we hope you guys are tuning in. Hit us at Real Saint Peter at Gmail. That's the email, Real. St. Peter at Gmail. Amen. Well, thank you again so much for being here with us tonight, Reverend. You are such a blessing. Um, You know, you've been around for quite a while, revivalist and um, evangelist. I mean, preaching the paint off the walls. Um, You know, so many times I've had the opportunity to be blessed by your ministry, and I just want to thank you um, so much for, for being here tonight. And I did speak with one one of your cousins. I don't know if she's on or not tonight, but uh, Elizabeth Miller. Um, she and yes. I were talking about you earlier today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so um, everybody, you know, know that knows you, loves you, 
and um, appreciate, you know, your ministry and, and the gift that you are to the body of Christ. So thank you for just being who you are and just keep on, keep it on. Um, I was um, at um, Gold Hill for, you know, quite a while. My mom, you know, she went to Gold mm-hmm. Hill. So when I was at Gold Hill, and, of course, you did revival, you know, there um, every year. So I was able to hear you there. I think I heard you at Fishing Creek and um, all these y'all, for those of you who are listening, is in York, South Carolina. So just had an opportunity opportunity to be blessed by um, by this man of God so many times and continue to be blessed by him even now. So I want to encourage you, visit his Facebook page, tune in to his um, Facebook Lives. And um, if you live in the Rover, North Carolina area, Make sure that you stop by St. Peter, and I promise you, um, you will truly be blessed, truly be blessed. Now, now, uh, before we end the show, um, let me go back and check, because I'm, I'm over here um, 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 taking some nuggets and, and posting them on our social media, but I just wanted to know if anybody has a question or comment, if you're pressing number one on your keypad, and we'll allow you to come into the show and ask your question or give you comments. Love to hear from you tonight. Um, and while we uh, while we do that, we're going to hear our final song for tonight um, on the Life on Purpose broadcast. And our final song is going to be by um, Todd Delaney. And the name of the song is Your Great Name. And as we're listening to this song, if you have a question or comment, don't forget, question number one on the keypad. And we'll be back. And um, Pastor Thompson is going to um, close us out in prayer. All right. Thank you.
when we call on the name of Jesus, we can anticipate and expect things to happen. He is a great, great God. You're listening live tonight to the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast with me and my guest, um, Reverend William Thompson. So glad to have him in the house tonight. We're about to close out, though. Um, but before we do that, we have a caller um, that has a question or comment. We want to allow our caller whose last four digits of your number is 5729. You are live on Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulate. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Uh, I was just calling tonight. My name is Minister Annie Shear, and Pastor Thompson is my uh, pastor, and I, I I saw this on Facebook today, and I thank uh, God for such a man of God. Yes, he is. And... Um, I just wanted to, I had no question because he explained things so well, but I wanted to give a shout-out that I, I, I'm very pleased at what God is doing in his life. Amen, amen. Pastor, one of your ministers on. I hear, I hear, I hear. <laughs> that just means God is beginning to expand the territory. Glory to God. But thank you so much, woman of God. Thank you for tuning in tonight for joining the show, and thank you so much for sharing um, those um, comments, and um, I definitely um, concur with you. Um, Pastor Thompson, ever since I've known him, has been a a man of God, a humble man of God, a man that loves the Lord, and that it was evident in his life. So I concur with you, concur with you. Amen. And tonight, y'all, this is the time when um, I often say is the saddest time of the show because it's time to say goodbye and goodnight until next week. But um, tonight we have truly been blessed and um, have gotten so many awesome nuggets. You can look back on my social media page or on Pastor Thompson's page as um, I share those posts with him as well and get all those awesome nuggets that we received tonight. I um, Definitely our lives have been truly changed and enriched by being here tonight, and I pray that all of those that are listening in over the airwaves, that you will take these nuggets that has been released to us. I believe they've been divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit as as Pastor has released them to us tonight, that we would walk in these things that we have heard tonight. And without further ado, Pastor, final comments and prayer, please, sir. I would pray that, uh, I ask for each of you to pray that my book come out soon. I have been uh, uh, praying, as I told you at the beginning of it, I'm going to write a book just because I can, and I hope to help young ministers and help everyone work on their belief system. If you don't mind, bow your heads with me as we thank God for this broadcast. Dear Heavenly Father, we so thank you that you have uh, impregnated the mind, the spirit, and the heart, and the soul of this dear woman of God to do a new thing, to to step outside the comfort zone, step outside the box, and, and, and try to bring forth a fresh word into our hearing so that we can be stretched and we can take on new territory, new assignment. And, God, we know that there be giants in the land, but we are not fearful of the giants because you go before us. We pray that you bless everyone's ears that were listening tonight and that they get up tomorrow and challenge themselves to get beyond the ordinary into the extraordinary. For in the wonderful name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, good night, everyone, and thank you for tuning in this week. And remember that life isn't lived until it's lived on purpose. God bless you. Hope to see you on Sunday evening at 4 o'clock p.m. as we'll be on WDRB Media. You can tune in on iHeartRadio or on TuneIn Radio. Continue to be blessed. Continue to walk in the favor of God and continue to live your life on purpose. God bless you. Thank you so much. Pastor Thompson, I love you. Thank you for being here with us tonight. And good night, y'all. Bye now. God bless. Bye-bye.